We're going to finish up tonight with our series, Heart in the Pain, okay? Um, and we started this at the beginning of this month. And what we've been talking about this month really has been about just approaching life with boldness and confidence, right? So, for example, playing that game may have been silly, right? But I appreciate the fact that you guys were willing to, you know, just get out of your little comfort zone for a few minutes, even if we didn't have one final winner. Uh, but being able to get out of your comfort zone and play. And really what we've been talking about with heart in the paint has been approaching life with boldness and confidence in the midst of adversity, right? Approaching life with boldness and confidence in the midst of adversity, okay? The truth is we all face some type of adversity in life, right? It could be school. It could be maybe even as, as, as strong and, and hard as some, maybe a death in the family. Or maybe, um, you know, you never know. You could be something to do with bullying, parents at home, home life, whatever it is, right? But what we've been talking about this month is approaching life's difficult situations with boldness and confidence, okay? Boldness and confidence. And we got this term hard in the paint because, as y'all know, I've been repeating this every week, but I'm a basketball person. In basketball, they have what's called the lane, a.k.a. the paint. And in the paint, they have the big guys, okay? And if you're going to come in the paint, you better come hard because if not, you're going to get your stuff swatted. You're going to take an elbow to the face. Like I said, last week, I've had friends who went to play basketball. They would go into the paint with the layup, losing a tooth, bloody noses because – if you're going to come in the paint, you better come with some boldness and some confidence, right? Well, in life, that's the way we should approach things. But not because of us, right? Not because of us, but because we know who is with us in those difficult and dark situations, okay? Because here's the cool thing about God. He never leaves us, nor does he forsake us. And when we find ourselves in a hard situation in life, guess what? You can still approach those hard, difficult situations with boldness and confidence, okay? With boldness and confidence. That you know what? God is with me, so you know what? I'm going to go head on with boldness and confidence, okay? And so that's what we've been talking about this month, all right? And we're going to close this up tonight, but before we do, let's pray for the word tonight, okay? Father, I thank you so much for your word. Lord, I just pray for our hearts to be raised up, Lord Heavenly Father, God, to hear your voice that we may have uh, Lord, spiritual giants, Lord, future heroes of the faith in here, Lord. I pray that you would raise these young people up, Lord. And I thank you for the opportunity to share this word, Lord. And Lord, I just pray you awaken us to your voice, Father God. And so we thank you for that, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Hey, real quick, week one, does anybody remember who we talked about in week one? No. Two guys. Who? Uh, Paul. Paul? And who? Huh? No, Paul was right, but who, did anybody remember the other dude's name? Start, starts with an S. No. Who? It's not Simon. There you go. Paul and Silas, okay? Paul and Silas, all right? Paul and Silas. Now, what was so unique about Paul and Silas' situation was they were in prison. And we talked about, man, now that they were in prison... What was cool about their story that we, that we learned about was that while they were in prison, they were still praying and singing hymns to God, okay? And week two, does anyone remember who we talked about? Starts with a J. No, not Jacob. Huh? Who? Joseph. What was so cool about Joseph's story? Everything, right? I love Joseph's story. Well, basically, he was a 17-year-old kid, and he was a spoiled brat, but... He had a dream that one day that his brothers and even his dad were going to bow before him. That basically he was going to be like this big time leader and God was going to raise him up to this level. Brothers obviously hated that. 
because he was the baby. And they were like, we'll never bow down to you, right? But what they did was they sold him into slavery, remember? And he went through all these things while he was there. But eventually what happened? He ended up before Pharaoh, interpreted Pharaoh's dream. And Pharaoh put him in second in command, not just over all of Egypt, but over the entire world, okay? And then we learned last week about, does anybody remember? David, my boy D, man. They called him Little D back in the day, all right? Little D. And uh, what we loved about David was is that every single day he loved his responsibilities. Remember we talked about how, like, I hate chores? Well, David was one of those weird kids who actually loved doing chores every day. He loved going to, his, to wake up and doing his chores, which was being a shepherd and looking after the sheep and the goats of his family. And he loved it. And what we learned about David was David was never trying to be a king. He was just trying to be the best shepherd boy possible. And because of that, God moved him from being a shepherd to basically being the king over his people, over all of Israel. Okay? And one thing we learned about all three of these people, all three of these stories with all these people, is that all of them face some type of adversity. Right? Paul and Silas, they were thrown in prison. Joseph was sold into slavery, and David was forgotten by his own family when the prophet Samuel came to, to visit to anoint the next king. It's like his family didn't even bother to mention him. But what I love about all three of these stories is this. They all continued to approach life with boldness and confidence because they knew that God was with them, okay? Because they knew that God was with them. And that's what I want, that's what my hope was with these three stories that we looked at, is that you can look and say, you know what, if they could do it, man, we can too, I can too. Maybe you related with one of the stories, like, yeah, I know what it's like to feel like David, the, the one in the family that no one talks to, no one really includes and stuff, I'm kind of always left out. But you know what, David had the right heart, and God had a major plan for him. Maybe you feel like Joseph, Right? You feel like your brothers, your sisters, they despise you because you have big dreams and a God-given dream. And you know what? They always pick on you and mess with you. But you know what? Just like Joseph, you were encouraged. Like, you know what? I'm still going to trust God. And regardless of whatever situations I find myself in, I'm going to approach it with boldness and confidence. Or maybe you feel like Paul and Silas. You know, maybe you feel like Paul and Silas. In a sense, man, you feel like, you know, you, you related to their story in a sense that, man, you want to live every day for God in your school. But people, like, criticize you for it. But you know what? Approach life with boldness and confidence. Going hard in the paint for Jesus, okay? Now, listen. I just wanted to share four quick verses with y'all. And then we'll pray and then we'll dismiss, okay? But I love this verse in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, okay? Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. It says this. It says, whatever you do. I love that. It says, whatever. If you're throwing the trash, if you're cleaning your room. If you're going to school, if you're going to summer school, if you're playing football, tennis, basketball, band, the Bible says, whatever you do, in other words, whatever your task may be, I love what he says, says, work from the soul, that is, put your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for man. I love that. Listen, when I was a teenager, um, I played basketball, right? But I didn't understand. I didn't know how to be like, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't know how to be like a Christian and a basketball player. See, like whenever I was in high school, I was kind of made to feel like if I played basketball, then I, I didn't love God. Because like on the weekends, I would have tournaments and things like that. And so people would be like, yeah, 
he doesn't love God if he doesn't really love Christian because he plays basketball and basketball he plays at school and he can't be at church this that whatever right and I always struggled like man I, I want to live for God but at the same time I'm like I love to play this sport called basketball and I always like wrestled with this my whole high school time and then I'll never forget I met a gentleman by the name of Todd Duncan he used to coach basketball at, at Trinity High School and I'll never forget he shared this verse with me Colossians 3.23 he said Carrie Listen, whatever you do, do it with all your heart as you were doing it for God and not for man. And listen, I want to encourage y'all the same thing. Listen, whatever it is that you do, do it with all your heart as you, as you were doing it for God and not for anybody else, okay? Go hard in the paint for God. If it's being a student, be a student. If it's working, work. If it's being a good son, be a good son. If it's being a good softball player, soccer player, flute player, whatever it is, do it not for yourself, not for anybody else. The Bible says whatever you do, do it for the Lord and do it with your best effort, okay? Do it with your best effort, okay? Because God is watching, all right? And I love this because in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 9 and 10 says this. It says, young people, it's wonderful to be young. Enjoy every minute of it. Do everything you want to do and take it all in. But remember that you must give an account to God for everything you do. <clears throat> Excuse me. So refuse to worry and keep your body healthy, but remember that youth with a whole life before you is meaningless. Ooh, that's, that's powerful. I'm going to read it one more time. It says, young people, that's you sitting in this room, okay? It's wonderful to be young, right? It's, it's nice to be young, man. You, listen, I'm about to be 39 years old, and no, I'm not old, okay? But I'm about to be 39 years old. There's things that I can do that you can do, but it hurts, and it takes longer for me to recover, right, than what I could whenever I was your age. So whenever I was your age, I could squat, I could run a mile, I could do all those, and then I could go play basketball at the end of the day, all day, and then wake up, and I'd be totally fine. If I go work out, I need a minute to recover my body right now. I need to take some recovery stuff, and then I need a little nap, and then all this sort of stuff, right? I can still do it. It just takes a little bit. So it's good to be young, right? Because you don't worry about that stuff. You go, you do whatever you want. You scrape your knee. You don't even worry about nothing, right? So the Bible says this. It says, listen, young people, it's wonderful to be young. It really is. All right? It really, really is. He says, enjoy every minute of it. Let me tell you something. You're a teenager for this long. I know you think right now, man, I'm going to be a teenager forever. I can't wait to be an adult. Don't say that. Your teenage window is literally so short. I'm telling you, 13 to the end of high school, 18, that's five years, guys. That's it. I love what he says. He says, enjoy every minute of it and do everything that you want to do. Take it all in, all right? Take it all in. But here's the most important thing. He says, but remember that you must give an account to God for everything that you do. See, there's going to come a time when you're going to stand before God one day, guys. And one day you're going to stand before God. And you're going to have to give an account for everything that you did on this earth, okay? You're going to have to give an account for everything you did, and I'm even going to add everything you did not do. See, you may not understand this, but I want you to know something. God has an ultimate purpose for your life. He has a plan mapped out for your life, okay? And when the Bible says, hey, listen, one day you're going to stand before him and give an account to God for everything you did, that's true. One day we're all going to stand before God. And you're going to have to give an account to God everything you did, okay? And he goes on to say this. He says, so refuse to worry and keep your body healthy, 
But remember that youth with the whole life before, before you is meaningless, okay? Now, he goes on to say in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, says, don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore. Here's the thing. It's exciting to be young. Like, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. You can, there's so many things out there for y'all. Man, especially now, when I was a teenager, we didn't have the stuff that y'all have, right? But the Bible says, listen, don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. It's so easy to get distracted by the excitements in this world. Easily get distracted from God. And that's what he was saying here. This is what Solomon is saying. He's saying, listen, don't let all that stuff cause you to forget him. But honor him in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore. I love that. It says, honor him in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore. In other words, in your young, in your young years, in your teenage years, don't hold back. Go hard for Jesus. Live your life with boldness and confidence in him. Trust him. Really giving him everything that you have. Don't wait until you're my age to live for God. You can live for God right now. And that's what he was saying. Say, listen, don't let the excitement cause you to forget the most important person in your life. Honor God now. Because one day you're going to get my age. And I'm not old. But one day you're going to get my age. And you're going to be like, dang, did I waste all them years chasing stuff that didn't even matter? You know? So he says, hey, listen. Honor him in your youth before you go old and say life is not pleasant anymore. Okay? Now. I shared those three to ultimately wrap it up with this. We've been talking about going hard in the paint, right? Approaching life with boldness and confidence. We saw examples of people, read a few verses, encouraging us to go hard. But here's the thing. When it comes to teenagers, for some reason, they think, well, I'm just 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Why would anyone take me seriously? Why would anyone take me loving Jesus seriously? Why would anybody take me living for Jesus seriously? Why would anybody do that? Why would anybody take that seriously? You know? Why would anybody take me seriously? Why would anybody really look at me and like really take me seriously? And I love what the Bible says, okay? Paul tells Timothy this in 1 Timothy chapter 12, chapter 4, verse 12, excuse me. He says, Don't let anyone think less of you because you were young. I love that. You know what I love about David? He was young. And he didn't let people think less of him, including his whole family. Joseph was young, but he didn't let his brothers think less of him because he was young. Okay? He says, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. I love this. He says, but you be an example to all believers. All believers. You be the example in what you say. Now, that's huge right there, okay? How, what you say matters, Okay? You want to be an example to everybody, you got to watch what you say. What you say matters, okay? And the way you live, in your love, in your faith, and in your purity. Paul will go on to tell Timothy, listen, people are always going to criticize you because you're young. People are always going to criticize you because of your youth. But listen, don't let anyone think less of you. Don't let anyone put you down because of your age. But he tells on Timothy, listen, you be the example to everybody around you. Let people see the example in how you talk, in how you live, in your purity, in your faith, okay? He would go on to say in how you love people. Listen, people will see it and they'll be like, man, they really are an example. They really are an example. Listen, that's exactly what we should be doing as Christians, right? We should be living that example to all people. 
to our friends at school, to the people at our job, the people on our teams, all that sort of stuff, okay? And so listen, as we end tonight, I just want to encourage y'all, okay? We've been talking about going hard in the pain. Really what we're saying is, listen, go hard for Jesus every single day. And I said this in week one. Here's the thing. Jesus went hard for us on that cross. To me, it's just a natural response to say, you know what? I'm going to do the same for him. I'm going to live my life for him. I'm going to live it with boldness and confidence. Because here's the thing, guys. Again, one day we're all going to stand before God, okay? And we're going to have to give an account for everything we did and did not do. And I want you to approach God with boldness and confidence, saying, you know what, Lord, I, I did what I was supposed to do. I, I talked to that person about you. I invited that person about you to, to get to know you. I, I read my word. Like, I, I lived for you, Lord. Like, I really, really did every single day. Because here's the thing, and, and I hate to say this, but it's the truth. None of us are promised tomorrow, right? I think we all learned that yesterday in our, in our state that what happened in our state yesterday. Such a sad tragedy with what happened, right? All those kids that were killed. And the truth is, man, you know, it's sad. You know, those young kids didn't deserve that. But I just want to say, you know, live your life going hard for Jesus, man, because at the same time, none of us is promised tomorrow, you know? And I want you to be able to approach life with, be able to approach God with boldness and confidence saying, yeah, I, I live for you, God. I have no regrets. I didn't hold nothing back. I live for you every single day, okay? So listen, that's...